Right, hello everyone. Everybody been having fun today? Yeah? All right, so my name's Aaron, and uh, this is my daughter, Isabel. This is Xander over here. Um, but Isabel and I have a uh, podcast called... <laughs> where we take turns reading classic stories that were inspired by a guy named Lamar Burton. Your parents can know him from from a little show called Reading Rainbow. The kids might know him better as Joseph Dot Green from Transformers Rescue Box. He has a podcast where he. He has a podcast. He has a podcast where he reads more modern day short stories which are not quite like modern kids. His podcast inspired us to create one that focuses more on the classics and is geared more towards kids. So most of our stories we find um, on like Newberg.org. Uh, you can read and download public domain books, stories for free on there. Uh, each episode of our podcast averages about 10 minutes. Um, today, this one's going to be just a little bit longer. It's a story from 1921 by an author named Dolores McKenna about a fluffy little squirrel who wants to go to a party. But instead of getting to the party, she keeps having adventures along the way. So grab a seat if you don't have one already. Get comfortable and we'll dive right in because I'm the dad. And I'm the daughter. And this is The Adventures of Squirrel Fluffy Tail. Once upon a time, on a beautiful island that stood in the center of a great big lake, there lived in a dear little squirrel family in the heart of an old oak tree. There were three squirrels in all, father, mother, and fluffy tail, and they were the happiest squirrel family that one could imagine. Father squirrel worked hard all day long gathering nuts to store away so that they would all have enough food for winter. And when mother squirrel was not too busy during her housework, she too helped to gather nuts which she would tuck away in all sorts of places so that no lazy squirrels could find them. One day, while Mrs. Squirrel was ironing a pretty little dress for Fluffy Tail, she heard a knock at the door. It was a messenger from Mrs. Squire Squirrel inviting Fluffy Tail to a surprise party for her little daughter Hurricanes. When Fluffy Tail came bouncing in to dinner that day and saw something pink peeping out from under her plate, you can just imagine how delighted she was when she pulled it out and found that it was an invitation to a party. Her parties were few and far between on the island. They had to be just after the summer visitors left the place, as it would not be very safe while they were there. With summer visitors, there was sure to be a man who wanted to catch a squirrel and keep it as a pet. In the winter, it was much too cold, and in the spring, there was usually not enough food left for regular meals, much less a party. But now, the time was just right, and Fluffy Tail thought she would never be so happy in all her life. After lunch, on the day of the party, Mrs. Squirrel washed, brushed, and combed, combed Fluffy Tail until it hurt so she thought she might have to squeal once or twice. Then dressed her in one of the prettiest party dresses you've ever seen. Fluffy Tail even had brand new shoes with fluffy pink bows on them. You must live up to your name, my dear, her mother said as she tied her pretty pink bonnet string. And please, my dear, as she kissed her for at least the 20th time, be very careful of your manners. Don't lose your present. 
It was the cutest lace trim tanky with bluebirds in the corners. Go straight there and come straight back home before dark. You know old Tabby Cat just loves little squirrels for dinner, and she wouldn't care even if you had a, if you do have on your party dress, she added. Mrs. Squirrel followed Fluffy a little way down the path, and at the corner, Fluffy turned, waved goodbye with her little man, and then was gone out of sight. Mrs. Squirrel sighed as she went back into the house, hoping all would be happy for her darling that day. Fluffy herself was very happy, and after waving goodbye to her mother, her thoughts were filled with the good time and the good things she knew she would get to eat at the party. Her little brown eyes seemed to just dance whenever she would think of the fun in, her, in store for her. She had not gone very far along the road when she heard a wee voice crying, Oh, please help me, it hurts so. And looking around, she saw a poor little mouse whose tail was caught between two stones. Just a minute, said Fluffy, and after carefully putting down her hanky and fan, she tried to move the stones, which little Timmy Mouse's tail was caught between. At first, she thought she wouldn't be able to, but at last, she got a good-sized stick and raised the stone just enough for poor little Timmy to get loose. He was so glad to be free, he said, not only because the stone hurt him dreadfully, but because he feared that old Mrs. Tabby Cat might be along any minute. I can't tell you how much I thank you, he said, but maybe someday I could do something for you. That's all right, said Fluffy Cat, gathering up her things. Tell your mother to put some medicine on your tail and it won't hurt as much anymore. Then she was gone out of sight. I must hurry a little more, she thought, as I would hate to be late for the party. Later, Fluffy came upon a small woodpecker who had fallen out of his tree. Oh dear me, what a narrow escape, exclaimed Fluffy as she stooped down and picked up the tiny little woodpecker. Your mother must, your mother must be very careless when you fall. No, said the little woodpecker. My mother has gone for food for us, and I played too near the edge of the branch, and I fell off. Just then, the woodpecker's mother returned, and being scared that something was happening to her babies, came flying toward Fluffy, screaming, What are you doing here? I'm not hurting them, said Fluffy. I was just putting your little baby back in your nest. He had fallen to the ground and could not get up for himself. It was lucky for him that I saw him when I did, for I almost stepped on him. By this time, Mrs. Woodpecker was over her fright and was very sorry she had spoken so meanly. Please forgive me, she said. I was so terribly frightened that I hardly knew what I was saying. I thank you a thousand times. Should you ever need a friend, let me know, and I will do all I can to help you. Fluffy did not wait to talk longer. She knew it was getting near party time every minute, so she hurried on. Now, thought Fluffy Tail. I shall stop again. I shall not stop again. No matter what happens, I'll just hurry along and not stop until I reach Squire Squirrel's house. It must be almost time for the party now, she thought as she looked at her tiny little wristwatch. While looking at her watch, she heard a fluttering and rustling in the leaves along the roadside. I will not, I'll not stop, she thought. I'll just pretend I don't hear anything. But she had only gone a few steps when she had to turn back to see what was wrong. She was such a tender-hearted little creature, she could not go to a place where she knew she was going to have a good time and feel that she might by any chance have passed by some suffering little person. 
What is it? She asked rather impatiently as she glanced to where the noise seemed to come from. You needn't be so mean about it, said a little bat that was lying alongside the path. Won't you please pick me up and hang me on that old tree? I guess I must have fallen asleep and loosened my hold on the bar. No, no, not that way, he said, as Fluffy was trying to place him on the branch. Hang me upside down. That's the way I sleep. Very well, said Fluffy. There you are, upside down. Now I hope everything is all right. Yes, thank you, said Mr. Bat. I can go to sleep again now, and I'll try to be more careful. Before you go, though, he went on, I wish you would give me your name and address. I'll put it in my vest pocket, and maybe someday I'll be able to be of some use to you for your kindness in helping me out today. Fluffy told him in as few words as possible her name, where she lived, and where she was going. Then, bidding him goodbye, she picked up her packages and hurried along faster than ever. Oh dear, she sighed. I might almost as well go home now. It's so late. I'm sure the ice cream and cake and all the goodies will be eaten before I get there. I do wish people would not be so careless and make so much work for other people to do. I'm all tired out now. I I'm all tired out now, and I do hope that I've had my last delay. With this thought, she hurried along just as fast as her little feet would go. So excited was poor Fluffy now that she made a turn to the left instead of to the right, and she had gone quite a distance before she discovered that there was something wrong. She didn't know what to do and became so dreadfully frightened that she sat down and cried as though her little heart would break. How long she had been sitting there, she could not tell. She went over the happening since her dear mother kissed her goodbye and wondered if she would be able to find her way back home without being caught by that awful old tabby cat. If I ever get out of this trouble, she thought, I'll never again stop any place that to help anybody. If I had only gone straight to the party and let other folks take care of themselves, I would be safe now. And with the thought that she was now the most unhappy creature in the world, she burst into tears again. Won't you please give me those tears? Fluffy heard a tiny voice ask. I am withering away, and will wither away completely if somebody doesn't give me a tiny drink. Looking down, Fluffy saw a tiny little bluebell, all wilted and looking so sad. The trees are so thick here, it said. I cannot get the rain or dew, and the fairies are having a big party today and have forgotten poor little me. By this time, Fluffy's tears were all dried up, and seeing someone in need of help made her forget her own troubles. I can't give you my tears, she said, for they, for they are all dried up now, but I can give you some water from the brook. So again, putting down her dear little fan and hanky, she skipped off to the brook to get the water. She had nothing to carry it, so she made a cup of her tiny hands and was stepping from one stone to another when her little foot slipped and splashed into the water. Oh dear, oh my dear little shoe, wailed Fluffy as she looked down and saw the pretty bow all wet and muddy. I can never go to the, I, I can never go to the depression now. She tried her best to wipe off the mud and fluff up the bow, and then got more water, which she took back to the little bluebell who was eagerly waiting for her return. There, there now, raise up your head and be happy, said Fluffy as she poured the water around its tiny roots. If you want more, I shall get it for you. 
Then I must try to find my way home, as I have lost my way to Fergus Party. By this time, the little bluebell was refreshed after its hearty drink and told Fluffy the way to reach Burrickin's home. Thanking the little flower, she again started out and was just making the last turn when who should, should she see in her path but old Tabby Cat. Fluffy looked but for an instant. She knew she must move quickly to escape, so she turned about, yelled for help as loudly as she could, and ran just as fast as her little legs would carry her. She was tired already after her long walk and could not make very good time. Old Tabby was gaining on her rapidly, and Mrs. Woodpecker, who had heard Fluffy's first cry for help, flew at once to the rescue. She jumped on Mrs. Tabby's head and began pecking for all she was worth. This was such a surprise to old Tabby that she fell head over heels into a hole by the roadside, and it was quite a few minutes before she recovered herself enough to peek out to try to discover just what had attacked her. As she did so, a big stone dropped down in the hole beside her and pinned her tail fast. It was some time before little Timmy Mouse, for it was he who had rolled the stone on old Tabby's tail, dared to look over the edge of the pit to see how well his plans worked. So it was you, said Tabby, glaring at Timmy. And one look was enough for little Timmy, so he scurried off home as fast as he could go. By this time, it was quite late, and poor little Fluffy was still running, thankful to have escaped old Tabby, but fearful of some new danger at every step. Suddenly, a voice beside her said, Don't be frightened. Follow close to me, for I can see quite well in the dark. You did me a good turn once in the daylight, and now I can help you in the dark. With these words, Mr. Bat, for it was the same one she had helped that afternoon when he had fallen from the tree, took hold of her hand and led her to Furrican's home, where they were all waiting to greet her. After Mrs. Woodpecker had jumped on Mrs. Tabby, she flew on to tell the little folks at the party all about poor Fluffy's experience, and to ask them to keep the party waiting just a little longer. And it was such a wonderful party, too. They had it on their beautiful lawn, and the moon had come out so brightly that the little folks played all their games they had arranged for the daytime. There were nuts, apples, candies, and all sorts of goodies to eat, nice games to play, and they danced around in the moonlight to the Liverwill Hall, which was the curfew for all. As it was so late when Fluffy arrived at the party, Mrs. Furrican sent a message to her mother telling her that she would keep her all night and send her home early next morning. So after the party was over, and all the little folk had gone to their homes in the woods, Mrs. Squirrel tucked Fluffy and Furrican in her daughter's little bed, kissed each of them goodnight, heard them say their prayers, and went quietly to her own room on the opposite side of the big oak tree. Fluffy was too tired to dream of the many experiences she had had that day, and went to sleep quickly. Early next morning, as promised, Mrs. Furrican saw to it that Fluffy was taken safely home. Her mother was anxiously waiting for her at the door, and each was happy to feel the other's arms around her. Mother Squirrel kissed her little daughter after each adventure was told to her, and, wiping the tears from her eyes, when Fluffy had finished, she said, After all, Fluffy dear, you see that one can never lose anything by being kind to others. You are home again, safe and sound, and I'm glad you enjoyed the party. So that's the end of our story. So uh, thanks for coming out to the dad. And other podcasts. If you if you're interested in reading or hearing other classic stories, please check check out our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Google Play Music.
or you can follow us on Twitter at ReadOnPodcast. If you enjoyed uh, the podcast, then please leave us a review. iTunes is always the best place for that. Uh, up here, we have a few classic books you can take home, so please grab one. Um, we also have bookmarks. Uh, for this recording, the podcast should be up within the next week or so, so be sure to check it out. Until then, find yourself a good story. And read on.